Welcome to the podcast, a rare returning guest making his second appearance in just as many years, uh, the CEO of Packet Fabric, Dave Ward. Welcome, Dave. Hey, thanks, Tony. It's great to be back, and uh, it's almost a year to the date, so uh, it's, it's going to be great to uh, catch up and see how, see how things are going. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. This is, this is amazing. We don't, we don't have too many returning guests, but I guess that's how special this relationship is. You bet. Not, never enough Tony and Dave. Exactly. The, the world needs as much Tony and Dave as they can get. I, I completely agree. And they need as much packet fabric as they can get. Even more important. So catch me up a little bit. Uh, when, when we were talking, it was sort of, you know, dead, dead middle of this two-year crazy pandemic period. We're talking about all the digital transformation acceleration, the challenges of building this uh, type of business in that environment. But, you know, things changed quite a bit since then. I mean, there's the world always kind of seems to deal with new types of challenges. But uh, how have things been going? Things on the business side, um, I think everybody kind of understands what's going on in the pandemic and other uh, world events, which, um, you know, are, are always interesting and unfortunate situations, you know, certainly over in Europe and otherwise. But from a packet fabric business point of view, we've continued to accelerate our growth. We've got a great set of customers who've expanded our topology. Um, you know, we're doing extremely well. So I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy about that. Also, we uh, we closed an acquisition, which I think is important to you and to uh, you know to, to your customers as well, and acquired a company called R Store, and we're now working in data motion in addition to uh, just connectivity. So it's been a really exciting year at Packet Fabric since we talked last. Congratulations on the acquisition. Thank you very much, very much. Can you describe to our audience um, how the two fit together and why that made so much strategic sense? Sure. Um, so what's interesting about what running this network as a service business or this agile cloud core, which is packet fabric, obviously what's running over those network pipes and those circuits, large amounts of data. And so uh, we acquired our store, which not only was part storage cloud, but also was a what I'm calling a storage cloud on ramp. And so now we're in this data motion business and we can not only have conversations with CIOs or, or others that, hey, what clouds do you want to get to? What SaaSes, you know, what, what environment do you want for digital transformation? I now can have the conversation. So you want to move 100 petabytes, 20 petabytes, pick your favorite number. You want to move 20 petabytes, how fast do you want to move it? Because now, because I've got this flexible network underneath, you know, I can, you know, as we've shown, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, Tony, because we have, I actually have an exciting use case uh, with SADA related to this. I now can upsell how fast do you want to move? How fast do you want to move that data? Where do you want it to go? And nobody else is able to do that. And also, when I talked to you last year, we had just launched our cloud router product for multi-cloud routing between major hyperscalers and, and not only application connectivity, but now I've got this storage connectivity and storage move, again, data motion piece that is just outstanding. And nobody else is holding onto that portfolio to really be that storage cloud on ramp. That, that's fantastic. Makes perfect sense. I'll just tell you, and I'm not, you know, the CTO of the organization. My technical depth is limited, but I do know, and I'm super aware, a year plus into this relationship, partnering with the technology, taking it to market together, 
there's absolutely been several key projects and projects still in flight where we could not have gotten that level of work done without using the technology from Packet Fabric. So thank you for that. It's made us look great, heroes out of our teams and uh, really super happy customers. But uh, Miles would say, I've heard, I've been in those calls, customer XYZ, what they wanted to do. We had, not that we just wanted to bring in pack Packet Fabric, like we had to bring in Packet Fabric, otherwise it was not gonna be a possible, a possible mission at all. Well, I really appreciate that. And it, it has been a great partnership. And now I'll mention the use case and, and saw to publish this, you know, a, a customer of yours, Newstar, wanted to move their data from Amazon into GCP. They had 30 petabytes. We got together and we did 30 petabytes in 30 days and just saved them greater than 50% of what it would have cost to do it any other way. There isn't anybody else in the market that's offering this type of this type of movement and this type of connectivity and and frankly, this type of solution that that uh, we put together together. Totally impossible. There, there's just no other way on the planet to do that. And we're going to see an acceleration of that. I think what we see uh, in the marketplace is for customers that are relatively digital already, but started on another cloud five years, 10 years, 15 years ago, whatever, is we're going to see more of these migrations from other clouds to GCP. And I've already experienced, and we know that use case is going to just accelerate for us. So I'm, I'm grateful to have met when we when we when we uh, when we did meet and are able to propose uh, the best of breed solution in those cases. It really makes our professional services engagements uh, that much smoother and faster. And um, and our customers really really love that we're able to do that. And let's face it, Tony, not to overstate this too much, but. It's straight up kick-ass cool technology. I mean, it's it's really taking you know some really amazing concepts that were out there and now turning them into software-defined products that can be done real-time on demand. And again, this is a really positive technical disruption in the industry and a really positive business disruption and following that full cloud model. And so it, it's worked out really quite well. And that's been our our mantra and you know our religion here at Packet Fabric all along. Yeah, and then we'll have to figure out how to make better use of the, uh, the acquisition as well in the sort of composite solution set that's new to market. So I'm sure we're getting our teams, both in engineering and sales, educated on that because I think that's a that's a great strategic attachment of two two orgs coming together. Just on that note, um, as we put together this storage solution, when you do any kind of storage movement, it's really about the metadata and how you create a database of where that data is stored, how it's sharded, how it's built, how it's stored redundantly. And um, we needed a solution and we came uh, and talked with uh, your solution team and we work are now working with uh, one of your partners, Datastax, uh, towards that end. And we're, we've really put this together in both directions in ways that we can rely upon those solutions and build solutions. And so it's, it's you know, really come full circle in that entire year. Yeah, no, I, nothing makes me happier than two two partners working together. <laughs> We're starting to see that as well. I mean, the Alliance framework and program is about a year and a half old now. It's still very new. You were one of the early early uh, ones to to entrust us with this with this new um, type of partnership. So uh, thanks for bidding on us early. But we're as we're gathering a bigger catalog of, of these Alliance partners. I think we're up to thirty or thirty something now. We're seeing more and more um, opportunities to to bring them together, 
And so I'm, I'm glad that's, uh, that's happening. And that's actually by design. We want to do that level of matchmaking because uh, sometimes it's a, it's a multi-partner solution set. Sometimes the partners need to and can benefit from working together directly to move a strategic initiative forward. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that's starting to happen. But I think what we're seeing now is an acceleration of this paradigm due to some advancements in the GCP marketplace. And I know we're working on bringing Packet Fabric to the marketplace with GCP and having that integrated. So I'm really excited about that. Do you have a feeling about what that could mean to the business? Well, for us, it's it's really creating the, the ability to have extremely low friction solution construction. And that, that's why the marketplace is so important. Yes, it's great branding and it's great marketing. And I don't want to underestimate that piece of it. But really, as we just discussed, the construction of solutions to, to fundamentally solve these, these problems is what makes it very easy. Now, in addition to lowered friction, it means with SADA, we're already able to be you know, priced and within your books and, and trained by your SE team and your sales team. So it, it absolutely just greases the skids for getting these solutions done. Now, on that point, and just with your alliance, I don't want to let it go just too quickly, Tony. What we found fantastic about that alliance is really the technology partners you brought in are at the top of their game. And so, you know, not only, you know, and I really appreciate all the accolades and, and the great words you said about Packet Fabric and what we bring to the table, but, uh, you know, the, the alliance partner that we use, Datastacks, they actually worked, had worked at Google. They found a, a new problem to solve and did it and, and uh, created, formed a company around it. Their CEO is a good friend of mine, Chet Kapoor. And, and he and I talked about how can we technically create the best solution together? And, and that's really how it came together. It's not just an alliance of associated folks who don't really talk to each other. No, it, it actually truly is an alliance of folks who can build solutions together. And I think that's fundamentally what's different about what you managed to put together. And towards that end, we then can take advantage of creating solutions together with you by being in the GCP marketplace just to reduce that friction. Yeah, it's, it's really a small world. I mean, the cohort of folks that have gone to either either found or lead or, or run something important at these companies, these sort of new age transformational companies that make up our, our, our alliances and also like the pipeline of, of alliances and partners we're, we're bringing on is has a birds of a feather effect. Everyone seems to know each other, <laughs> which is great because there's that built-in inherent trust of, of familiarity and having done great things together in the past, you just sort of bring it and apply it to, to, to new challenges and, and, and new ways of going to market. So I'm glad, I'm glad you're experiencing that. I want to spend a little more time on Marketplace because I actually have a thesis that's quite bold, but um, it's also something that now that Google has had uh, the, the time to implement the machinery required. Um, we're, we're investing a lot more in that motion and uh, hasn't been announced yet, but we've hired a uh, head of uh, ISV Marketplace Sales, who's starting shortly and maybe will have started by the time this, this airs. But we, we used to use and deploy Marketplace as a matter of convenience for our customers and a matter of an essential machinery for our alliance partners who were prepared for that framework and you know take some time to implement and get it right and package it correctly and all the you know the sausage making takes time but but now I've realized and maybe I'm late to the game to realize or maybe I'm even overstating this but 
Dave, my thesis is if you fast forward three to five years, I think almost all enterprise software will be procured and managed through one of the three or, or, or multitude of the three uh, marketplaces. So I do think you're right. I think it might extend beyond just those three because I do think that the MSP industry or managed service provider industry in general is changing. The role of uh, several of the master agent industry is also changing on how they're building out cloud digital solutions. It's just, I think what you're saying, and I think your hypothesis is correct, is that the marketplaces out of, let's say, the big three produce very, very low friction ways to work with those clouds. And then, as we know, the full IT solution that's necessary for an enterprise includes some other SaaS, includes security, includes storage, includes uh, connectivity. Those pieces through marketplace mechanisms and those the new partners and alliances are going to be the definition of the new uh, ecosystem that's going to produce you know, the full IT as a service uh, that's, that enterprises are looking for, you know, up and down, both actual IT as well as the shadow IT services. The second part, I agree with you slightly differently, though, is that it's it's almost like a direct-to-customer motion, but it's direct-to-business motion. And I and although that really hasn't been put into into fancier or, more, or better terms... B2B, you just coined it. We're going to use it. <laughs> but... Um, that direct-to-customer motion, which the clouds have excelled at in how, they, how they've worked with developers and how they've worked with you know, enterprises, but now it's for bigger solutions. And those marketplaces are going to be absolutely critical to make that happen and also form those ecosystems. The interesting thing about the marketplaces and, and how systems have come together is that the DIY mentality of doing the integration of a patchwork quilt of technologies, cloud-based or otherwise, that that's done. Like you can't keep your business up with the state-of-the-art technology that you need or the new tools and technology that you need by trying to do DIY integration. And that's what the marketplaces really are. They are preconditioned, already accessible, both from a business motion and technology motion, that notion of fully integrated solutions. And that is really what's going to catalyze the digital transformation of enterprises like we were chatting about a while ago. Completely, completely agree. I think there's just so much about it that's better than procuring and, and putting this together any other way. I just think about the commercial motion of, you know, a procurement team or somebody somewhere in that company that has to figure out how to negotiate 80 different contracts with the 80 different, you know, software vendors are using and like all the terms are different, the commercial are different, legal and managing those and renewing them and all the all those things nobody really wants to do that like that seems like a colossal waste of time if it can be avoided the other part i think is we look at our own customers in in these various cohorts and part of it is like traditional enterprise who we serve you know the companies have been around for a long time they have needs and we serve those needs in a, in a specific way but then we have this cohort of, of like the packet fabrics and other digital companies, whether they're an enterprise software or not, that are that are uh, much newer. The older organizations have the machinery around like procurement departments and all the stuff. Even they probably prefer to use marketplace over time. I've actually heard of some enterprise companies essentially dictate to their uh, uh, base of, of cohort vendors to say, hey, uh, unless you're in one of these marketplaces, like 
I'm not going to renew with you. So we're, we're seeing that. But then even more impactfully long-term is all the new, new companies, newer companies, born in the last five years, 10 years, et cetera, it's like the only way they want to buy at all. And they're not going to have these complex procurement organizations. They don't even know how to, how to kind of go about to use one of the traditional software large account resellers. You know, I won't name them, but they don't even have that like the muscle memory to do that. <laughs> so, so this is a natural path for them. And I do feel like uh, this new generation of companies will all get really, really big will all over time compose the S&P 500 in a way, displacing a lot of the older companies. I think there's a lot of data around that. So, I mean, Packet Fabric and that generation of companies, like that is the future of the economy and they just buy different and consume different. So, And, and frankly, we, we also construct ourselves differently. So what I mean by that is we are a platform company that sells connectivity and orchestrates connectivity underneath. But in fact, we are a platform company driven by APIs and my goal as a business leader is to be the easiest company to integrate into the marketplaces that you're talking about. I would love to, to be so bold that I can take the Packet Fabric logo and change the world and have everybody wear, you know, Packet Fabric swag. But I'd be, but right now I'm more proud if everything is powered by Packet Fabric. And in fact, we're underneath those marketplaces, we're integrated into the system. And when you get into a Google marketplace and working with SADA and you want to move that storage, you want to create that connectivity, you want to build this enterprise digital architecture, click, poof, my APIs have been tickled and we're up and running and powered underneath it. And because we're in that marketplace, that business motion, as you already said, supply management and the business motion is just frictionless. And so I'm really targeted and built this company to be platform first and driven by APIs to be integrated into, into other and larger ecosystems. So we're built much of the same way. We think the same way. We've seen all of the new ways that sort of this economy of consumption and subscription has driven us to, to not only sell differently, but support differently. And now, of course, alliances, you know, are, are a thing that's possible. But I guess the good news is for Packet Fabric, for you and for, for our alliance partners is our focus on marketplace sales is, I think, just going to enhance our you know, it's going to make our, our go-to-market even more proactive because now we're going to look to like distinctly transact that way with our partners into as many of our customers as possible. So I'm really excited about that um, in terms of how much more it's going to bring to our alliance framework. Perfect. And, uh, you know, hopefully that uh, grows into also building solution sets and solution suites as, as we get into different verticals and sub-verticals and, and things like that. Because so much of the enterprises in the industry that we're working with is wanting some solution. And look, one that we've worked on together with media and entertainment and sports is we need a virtual production studio and we want to be able to push a button and have it all right there. And, and look, I'm, it's just a conversation topic versus that being the most important thing in the industry. It's just an example of a marketplace environment enables that to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think... Um... The, the verticalization of everything is also super key. And, and I think that even the vertical approach is evolving because when people talked about industry and verticals in the past, it was very much with a traditional lens. 
for us now, I think it's sort of a software lens. It's not what are we solving for oil and gas or M and E. It's 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 like more like what software does M and E use? Exactly right. And can that run on GCP and work with GCP? And how can we collectively with a with a package that speaks to them solve their problem? Like that's how you penetrate into media and entertainment. In my view, it's not some other tangential way. It's it's a very pragmatic approach in terms of you come from the software side. Uh, you do. And then, of course, underneath software, just are different sizes and shapes of the infrastructure necessary to do it, whether it's compute, storage, RAM, or networks. You have different, different si- like I said, sizes and shapes of those pieces of infrastructure that go with the software suite that's necessary to solve that problem. Uh, absolutely right. So to the degree that you can share, how do you feel about the balance of the year? Uh, what are some of the big plans? We, uh, I can't share all my big plans, but I've got, I've got a number of them coming. And really, it's expanding out my portfolio, continuing to uh, get to the point of being able to be software-driven, platform-driven, full network, which will include things like uh, working last mile in building, working not only expanding my, uh, my middle mile or agile cloud win, I want a bigger international footprint, I also want to be able to build more and more hybrid architectures. And all I mean there is like people are using private data centers, they're using hyperscaler clouds, they need to connect all of their SaaS applications. For me, and and this is just dovetailing off what you said, more and more integrations with those clouds as they still continue to be uh, cloud specific. But look, Tony, I'm a full on networking geek. And so what I mean by that is, as I see the evolution of applications, storage, security, and the user experience that comes out of that. I see a lot of inefficiencies uh, in a traditional internet connectivity architecture versus one built out of a fabric. And so, look, I will continue to put my money where my mouth is that if we can continue to build out the edge, continue to move features like security in particular, and in my case, I'm also picking up that adjacency of storage, where I can be an incredibly efficient edge, hot tier cache for cloud movement. I can give extremely high performance APIs and then have my giant flexible network underneath to be able to appear to be that direct cloud storage uh, environment in and out of data centers. And I can move those tens and hundreds of petabytes of data that are necessary into GCP and then extract only the data that's out necessary and, and allow those hybrid workflows as well as those multi-cloud workflows to become a reality because that piece right now is what's slowing down the the industry and I want to pick it up. And it's also what's causing a really poor user and application experience by not being able to move the data to where the application is and be able to have the flexibility to be able to do it on demand. So that is that's that's really what I'm focused on. Just a fundamentally new way to deliver internet, internet-based services. I love the vision. It's a key need and and a set of challenges we run into all the time. So I love what you're solving for. The one thing I also absolutely agree with you on is we've started to discover, I think we've cut our teeth sort of in North America, you know, for the most part. And it's a great place to start. I think it's the toughest market in a lot of ways, like just figure it. It's, It's, I guess, the most demanding market in a lot of ways. It's a great place to kind of cut your teeth and, and, and understand the, the, some of the biggest challenges. But I'm also getting 
extremely excited about the global potential of what we do, of what, what, what you do. Um, seems like you're sort of anchoring on that too. I just feel like now that we have a presence in, you know, in, in Armenia and um, that gives us access to, to uh, sort of the Central Eastern Europe uh, markets, again, hope, hopefully a peaceful resolution to the tragedy that is Ukraine soon uh, to kind of settle things down. But we also made our first hire uh, or two in the UK. Uh, we, we're in APAC by virtue of our acquisition in India. I feel like some of the things we're talking about are in some cases they're there, but in other cases sort of two, three years ahead of where they're going to be. And I'm feeling this need to to kind of go and, and plant a flag, hang a shingle, so to speak, so that we're there to, to serve customers where they are today, but also be also already a known entity by the time those markets continue to really adopt uh, some of this stuff at uh, at the scale we know they're going to very, very soon. Look, I'm with you in, in the way I also view the world also is where are data centers being built? And look, there are millions exactly. of square feet of data centers being built all over the planet. They're in certain centers. Central America is, is kicking in in a big way. South America, the Middle East, India, as you already mentioned. These are areas where businesses are going to be congregating. These are the areas where uh, hybrid architectures and the connectivity to hyperscaler clouds like GCP and others are going to be mandatory to do business. And look, I want to be that partner that, you know, provides that to happen, which is and be fully software driven. And these are parts of the world where from a network as a service point of view, nobody is there. They're just not being served. And so not only do I want to plant a flag, I want to do that 80-20 rule of first mover in and go and go win in those in those areas big time. Totally. Yeah, I mean, just track where the data centers are opening. I like that, you know, Poland, we saw Chile, Jakarta. I just I just feel that, that those global markets are so exciting. And I also feel like if you do global expansion the right way, you can have a tremendous cultural expansion of your own organization. Um, we can take what we learn here, bring those to those markets, but really learn from people all over the world about, you know, what's unique to, to them and, and, and their businesses and, and their challenges, bring those learnings back, you know, to North America. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm glad that uh, you're on a similar journey. It, it means we can expand our alliances one day outside of, of North America, and, and that'll be a a really, a really cool thing to undertake together. Yeah, in particular, um, I realized, like I already said, I can't be so bold to know that I can only carry my own logo and, and change the whole industry alone. It's really that ecosystem partners that are going to make it happen because we've all got to create the solutions that are going to, they're going to win. Or we just become a patchwork, a patch in the quilt. And that's, that's not, I'm not going to be satisfied with that. So I know I need to go with partners. And I, but thankfully, it's become pretty clear where to go by data center construction and cloud construction on, on where I need to be. Thankfully for me, there's a massive amount of fiber available. Um, so we remain asset light. And so that allows me to be agnostic with uh, you know the resources that I use. And therefore I'm willing to, you know, my whole business is partnering. And it's, it's really a totally different way of building an internet-based business. Most folks 
have these hard assets of that's my fiber, those are my towers, that's what I try and depreciate and maximize my profitability on. That's not the business I'm in. I'm truly in a software business and therefore want to be able to partner and need to partner with everybody as ever main asset light. That's that's it's hugely advantageous, I think, to be that flexible and not worry about that degree of capex. Look, if in a folks and, and you understand this very well, look, if you're uh, needing to raise capital to trench fiber into the ground or otherwise, you're you're you basically become a construction company, not a networking company and not a software company. Yeah, I mean, there's billions and billions of dollars being poured into that by others. You know, uh, we can just we can take we can take advantage of that instead of doing it ourselves. Uh, Google today announced, you know, nine and a half billion dollars of infrastructure investment in North America alone uh, this year. So it's, you know, we'll, we'll let them do that. God bless them. And it's look, it's the same thing <laughs> with the investments in undersea cable and undersea connectivity for me. God bless them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time they announce this new, uh, a new massive fiber project, I'm like, wow, that is, I know what we do and what you do is not easy, but that seems harder. <laughs> Hey, I, I've been there. I've been on that side of the business, and um, I really like being in the software business. To be honest, it's it's really really fast. You don't you don't talk about projects in the terms of a decade or five years. You talk about projects, you know, at light speed, which is fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate being in this business where we can serve both serve and partner with organizations like uh, Packet Fabric and, and leaders like you. Uh, thank you so much for coming back on Cloud and Clear. Uh, it's going to be a great year uh, and beyond together. Uh, let's continue to partner really closely with customers and, and continue to make them rave like we have been doing and uh, more to come, I think, through what's going to unlock through the marketplace, at least for our business and our alliance partners. I'm really excited uh, about uh, what the future holds there. I really appreciate it, Tony. I look forward to coming back in a year and talking really more about the, the larger number of use cases we have together. And if and again, just to repeat for folks who are listening Saad has done a great write-up of the use case that I mentioned with Newstar and 30 petabytes in 30 days. And um, we're going to continue to publish those partnerships and those use cases so folks understand and really can see that there are those that we put these solutions together for that's really turned into a lot of value. Uh, we love telling those stories. Thankfully, we have uh, the, the proof behind the stories because otherwise they just never get written. So appreciate that. We'll publish a bunch more together. Thanks for being my guest again, Dave. Hey, thanks, Tony. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. 